Well, with this being, I guess, my first official media uh, appearance, I really appreciate you guys being here this morning. Obviously, covering USF is a big deal, but covering USF basketball is a big deal for me. So thank you guys for being here. Well, just in that, in, in their individual games, just improving their ability to pass, shoot, and dribble. I say it all the time, man, you can run whatever play you want to run, but if your players can't pass, shoot, and dribble, you're going to struggle. So we have a, a rule in our program from April until, you know, basically right when we get back for school, September, you know, it's about them. You know, we won't, we don't do a whole lot of team stuff in the summer times. It's all skill development so they can improve the individual game, feel good about who they are as a player. Because I think whenever they have that confidence in their, in their work, the work that they put in, you know, it always shows on the court. So um, I think each guy got better, you know, this summer at their, with their ability to pass, shoot, and dribble. trying to be perfect a little bit too much. And it's like I told him, like, man, I don't, we don't need you to be perfect. You know, understand where you are. You know, you weren't here with us this summer. So not only are they catching up on skill work, things like that, but it's a lot of things that were in place culturally that the guys, uh, the, the guys who were here this summer were hit on a lot that they're hearing for the first time. And I'm just telling them, hey, don't, don't think you're going to be perfect. I don't need you to be perfect today. What I need you to do is progress each day, each workout, each practice. Let's focus on getting better. But I've been pleased with their effort, and that's the first part of, you know, them being able to help us is playing with good effort. So I've been very pleased with that. Your, your point guard position, what have you seen from those guys? You have got a true freshman and a very experienced guy in Jose. Yeah, just that. Uh, Jose, you know, know him very well, played against him for four years, um, and he's – as steady as they come. His voice has been the most uh, important thing for our team. And it's been great because he's been a great example for Jaden Reed, who he's learning to talk every day. You know, that's the one thing in high school sometimes they don't, they're not asked to do or demanded to do is where their voice has to be not only prioritized, but it has to be prioritized with command. And so, um, He's been a great example for, for Jaden, and then Jaden is as talented as they come. We were very blessed that uh, Coach Rhodes left VCU to go to Penn State and for us to have a chance to bring Jaden into our program because he'll impact us right away. Right, Absolutely. Coach, you got 30 days to the opener. Yeah. No coach ever thinks they got enough time to practice. Yeah. How much do you want to have in before the opener? Again, like I said, I, and I'm not saying this to be cliche, for me, um, it's not about perfection, it's about progression. You know, I'm not gonna move on, you know, from one thing just for the sake of getting everything in that I feel like we need in. Now, obviously, there'll be certain things that we'll prioritize defensively, offensively, to be prepared to play, but I'm not trying to, I don't, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I wanna have 30 sets in, I wanna have this in, this in, and this in just for the sake of having it in. The stuff that we do have in, I want to be good at it. I want to be elite at it, actually, you know, when we do open up against Edward Waters and then continue to get better from there. Coach, 
post college game is basically around the three point line. The big guys have almost vanished. How are you going to get your big guys involved? Well, Justin, if you watched our team, you know, at Kennesaw, you know, we we play a lot of positionless basketball. They still have a quote unquote position, but this is not gonna be your traditional, you know, big with his back to the basket. You'll see our bigs where they'll actually be handling the ball a good bit. They'll be decision makers a good bit. And that allows us to be versatile. But then they'll have it'll be they're gonna roll to the basket, they'll post up. And um, I think the game evolves, obviously, and you gotta allow it to continue to evolve, but you gotta evolve with it. You know, you got to grow with the game. And so that's what we try to do without losing. You know, I still want to be able to throw it down there to be a pressure release. I still want to be able to throw it down there to make it, uh, you know, to get paint touches in a sense. And, and when we can do that, if we can create paint touches, not only are we going to get high percentage shots around the basket, we'll be able to get rhythm threes as well. So um, we'll still utilize those guys. but. Um, we're, we, we'll, we'll evolve with the game as well. Coach, one last question. Thank you for your time today. Unless you're in Syracuse and you play matchup 100% of the time, mm -hmm. has the zone outlived its usefulness in college basketball? No, no, I don't think so. I think the zone is still very useful um, because when you look at it today, the, today's game is the game has always been offensive. Let's put it like that. You know, when you, you look at the NBA, uh, the, the ratings, the fans, the viewers, all of that went up when they went from averaging, you know, 80 points a game when you could still hand check and, you know, chuck, defend, or chuck offensive players. When they took all of that out and the game got faster, right, um, it's always been that. And so for us, you know, we want to make sure, um, again, that we're evolving with the game. You know, we want to make sure we're evolving with the game. You mentioned when you walked in that, you know, I had never been in this room. I see something yeah. new every day. Yeah. You know, when you were introduced, I think it was in early April. That, that was a whirlwind, I'm sure, for you. Just Late March. Yeah. Late March, <laughs> yeah. So from that time to now, obviously some months have passed. You've seen what's here. Yeah. You've seen what you need to do to be successful. Yeah. What's, what's your vision now that you've, feet on the ground for several months about what you got here, what you need to get successful. Well, uh, as I said to a number of people, and I say this humbly, we have a we, we have a power five job. We have power five resources. And I want to treat this opportunity every day um, as it should be. As a, and it's a privilege to be the head coach here. I'm, it's not going to be a day that anyone is cheated, not when we have the facilities that we have here. Um, we're going to try to recruit at the highest level possible without losing who we are from a character standpoint, from a um, culture standpoint. We, we want to keep those things intact. But, you know, we've been, you know, right where I want to be from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, and then as we go forward, we, we got to continue to work hard every day and put out a great product on that court so we can pack Yingling out as I expect to do. So when you look at it, great facility, right? Yep. Great city. Yep. Great school. Yep. No, no reason why you can't win at the highest level, right? In my opinion, no. So what's been what's been missing here in your opinion? I, you know, with all due respect to the coaches that have been here before me, I think it, you know it's kind of unfair for me to only be here five, six months and try to say what's been missing.
Um, all I can talk about is what we're going to do. Um, and what we're going to do is every day we're going to care about and love our guys uh, and, and, and make sure they know they're more than just basketball players. We care about them as men, as, as the men that they're destined to grow into be. And I know if we do that, the result on the court will match, you know, and we'll win at a high level. Again, I, I said it at uh, the, the, the back to back to school freshman pep rally we had in Yingling. You know, I'm not here to be good. I'm not here to be great. I'm here to be elite. And that's how we're going to approach every day, you know, in every aspect of our program. The three guys that you have that played for you last year, mm -hmm. you know, when the new guy comes in, there's always an adjustment. Yeah. Uh, there's holdover players, new players. What, what role have they played in making this a smoother transition? Well, they've been great um, just because they know, they know me, right? And they know exactly what I want and, and what it looks like in, when we're in study hall what it looks like when we go in the weight room, what it looks like when we come into a workout or when we come into practice. But what I want everybody to understand is that it's a transition for them as well, simply because um, they were, you know, they were allowed to just kind of be, you know, the, their first three years at Kennesaw. They had older guys who had been there before who had led. Now they're being asked to lead and they're growing into those leadership roles. And, Anytime you're growing into a leadership role, what happens? You make mistakes. And what my job is to help them learn through those mistakes and grow through those mistakes. So um, it's, they've been great in the transition. It, you know, they know me, they know what I want. Now, like I say to them every day, it's time for you to help somebody else, you know, get to know me and understand me even better. Because I'm, I'm not an easy person to deal with. My wife will tell you that, you know, but, you know, we're, we're, we're in this thing together and we're going to grow together. Along the same lines, a little different. The three guys who were here last year yep. that you kept, I'm right. sure you kept them. You had a reason why you kept these mm -hmm. guys. What's been your orientation to them and their importance nah. of, of the transition as well? I think they've had the hardest um, challenge of anybody because when they came here, they didn't come here to, you know, with the expectation of playing for multiple coaches. And I'm really proud of all three of them Corey, Selton, and Sam to they bought in, they've done what we asked them to do. Uh, Corey Walker, uh, I recruited him a little bit out of high school. And, you know, the one thing for him this summer, it was like, hey, we gotta, we gotta get you in better shape. And, you know, he's walking around right now, man, like the dude, you think he was gonna be on the cover of GQ. He feels good about himself. Um, Selton Miguel, the one thing I challenged him with from day one, um, not that he was a bad teammate, but I wanted him to be a better teammate because of his influence on the, uh, on the game and on his teammates of being a good player, he can positively impact them. He's met me halfway and has done a great job. And then, you know, Sam Hines, who went to my high school in Atlanta at Wheeler, um, I've known him, I recruited him. Um, he's, he, he's been right there as well, meeting us every step of the way. And, really appreciative of their their buy-in their effort um and obviously it's a it's a uh probably a testament to you know just the coaches that i'm coached them coach gregory coach thompson back in at, at wheeler and they've been great
bringing her in here, bro. She's going to hate that I said, I said this, and this is not a slight towards anybody else, but it's probably the best hire I made this offseason was being able to bring Joy into the fold. I've known Joy now for almost 20 years. When I was a GA at Murray State in 2006, Joy was the head coach for the women's team. And um, just being able to watch her build that program, like, I mean, she had some players, you know, and watch, be able to sit in on her practices and see, you know, how she cared about her team, how she cared about each individual player. And then she, when she left Murray, she came to the school up the road um, and I kept in touch with her just over the years just because she was somebody I liked to learn from. And so she, I, when I got the job at Kennesaw, you know, she obviously called and congratulated me. And then over the years it was, well, you know, this is what I'm doing. Like, I would get into it on the men's side. And I said, all right, I'm going to hold you to that. And, you know, God is the greatest and his plan is better than any of our plans. And we get here and I, I, I didn't even remember she was a graduate of USF. And so when I said, hey, I got this job, I'd love for you to come, you know, be a part of it and, you know, the role that we talked about. And then we talked about how it would work and how she would be fulfilled in that role. And she goes, you remember now I'm a USF grad. I said, oh man, that's great. Like that's even better. So um, it's, it's literally been the most important hire that uh, I've made this off season because not only has she connected me with different people here at USF, different people within the state. I spoke at a coach's clinic a couple weeks ago and the people got in touch with her because she had been in the state. She's from here, went to school. She's from Jacksonville, went to school here. And that's my connection to a lot of the high school coaches, grassroots coaches in the state. So it's been great. Yeah, it's more, not to get too detailed in the USF part, but it's more of just edge. And when you're in your first year, new coaching staff, and it's basically, you're talking about 15 new guys just getting to know each other for the first time, you try to find something that bonds them together. You know, because as you know, up until that point, they're individuals. And so edge for us is everyone dedicating great effort. It's that acronym. and. You know, the one thing I do know is, and this again, this is not a knock on anybody that's been here before, but we live in this unbelievably, unbelievably great city, beautiful city, great weather. And I just feel like in talking to different people, as I talk to different coaches on the road, man, they, when they came to Tampa, you know, it was a vacation for them. It was a, they felt, you know, it was a getaway. Well, I don't want it to be a getaway anymore. I want us to have an edge in everything we do. I want us to have an edge. On the, in the classroom, I want us to have an edge in Selman when we're um, in study hall and what we're doing. I want us to have an edge for sure in that Muma Center because it's such an unbelievably great practice facility. You ha you don't see that everywhere, but when we step between those lines in Yingling, you know the days of people coming into Tampa feeling like it's a vacation just because it's nice weather. That's over. We're gonna have an edge that we play with, that we compete with and that we carry every day, you know, to give our, our community, our campus, a brand of basketball that they can be proud of. One of the players that uh, you signed over the offseason, uh, Keishon Pryor, mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah, Kaysen is, uh, you know, a super versatile guy. Started at Boise State, so he brings in some experience of having played in the NCAA tournament, won a Mountain, was a part of a team that won a Mountain West championship when he was at Boise, and then played for a junior college national championship last year at Northwest Florida. So his versatility of being 16, being able to pass, shoot, and dribble, he's a guy who could rebound the ball, push the ball, he could post you up, he could he can step out, make threes, he can drive it off the bounce. Those things are a plus, but the cherry on top is the, the experience he, he's had winning. And that's what we need. You know, we have it with the three guys coming from Kennesaw. We have it with Kobe Knox having played in a tournament at Grand Canyon. And Kaysen just adds, you know, to that experience.